Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. We are the Three Rivers Boys. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Steve. And we're back at it once again today with our full spoiler series for The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, which is, of course, the first book in the Stormlight Archive series. Uh, Full spoiler warning for this whole book throughout the episode. Yeah, read the book first. And then come back. It's a good book. It's a good one. Okay, so today uh, we got, what, chapter 30, Darkness Unseen, and chapter 31, Beneath the Skin. Both Caladan yep. chapters. One present time Caladan chapter and one flashback Caladan chapter. Darkness Unseen sounds like a Metallica song to me. Darkness imprisoning me. Looking out the corner of my eye, something is watching me. <laughs> Gaz. So, uh, yeah, we're back with Calden, and he is at this point just being all that he can be as a bridge leader. He is leading the way, and everybody is all about it now. Yeah, all two dozen or so of the bridgemen are doing these exercises with him they're doing calisthenics they're practicing bridge runs they're getting really good at it too we get a little bit of inner monologue with Calden, and he's just kind of being realistic with himself this isn't pessimistic miserable Calden. this is him being like we're not going to survive doing this much longer i need to figure out a plan well because he thinks about the rumor is that if a bridgeman survives a hundred bridge runs, then they get sent to a cushier job, like being a guard at an outpost or something, right? Which is how they but get Cal, people who aren't slaves to do it. <laughs> yeah. But Cal has done two dozen runs so far, I think. And he's probably the most senior bridgeman out of all of the bridge groups now. So, like, nobody makes it to 100 rounds. It's impossible. Yeah, you're going to die before that every time. So, yeah. you're storm blast, so. So, uh, it kind of closes this section out with the, where he's everybody's watching the Bridge 4 do their exercises, and they're kind of laughing at them, except for Gaz, who uh, isn't very pleased. And that, that's the point where we switch to our first Gaz POV. How do you guys picture Gaz? I always pictured him as like a little goblin man. I'm not sure if that yeah. was how he was described, but I didn't picture him as little, but as kind of like uh, an older, like fat soldier, maybe. Hmm. I- I'm picturing skinny Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, I always picture him like a little weak fucker and and slimy. If you can be slimy and be human at the same time, sweaty. Sweaty for sure. He gives me, he gives me knobby knobs vibes. You know the guy that takes care of the big monster under Jabba's palace in uh, Return yes. of the Jedi. That's like what I'm picturing, <laughs> like that All guy right. with an eye patch. So yeah, um, and speaking of Gaz's eye patch, he does not enjoy missing an eye. He's pretty upset about it. He makes it sound pretty creepy. We we have a reading here from the book. Uh, He couldn't stop feeling that something hid in the darkness. He couldn't see, but others could. What lurked there? Spren that would drain his soul from his body? 
the way a rat could empty an entire wineskin by chewing the corner. That's psychotic. Yeah. This almost reminds me of like uh, people that like male channelers who are suffering the, from the taint in Wheel of Time. Like they like think they see things in the shadows and stuff. Definitely gives me crazy people vibes. And at this point, we should think that he's right and maybe crazy because we know that, you know, this magical world has not fun things in it. So. Uh, and then Bright Lord Lamoureux shows up, huh? Time out. We've met this guy before. <clears throat> so then Bright Lord Lamoureux comes and pays Gaz a visit. Um, I know we've heard about this guy, but have we like met him yet? I think this is the first time you might, you meet his wife before, but I think this is the yeah, first time you actually meet right. him. Um, so yeah, apparently this is one of the people that Gaz owes money to, huh? And yeah. that's not a good thing. It seems like Gaz is paying Lamrel to keep quiet about something. I'm not sure what that would be. Maybe huh, I don't think I know the reason that, that Gaz is in the bridge cruise. That makes sense. My guess would he's probably not telling other debtors where he is. That could be it too. <laughs> More uh, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he just seems like he has a lot of debt. He's definitely like addicted to gambling. Yeah, he uh, is a piece of shit. <laughs> nobody, <laughs> likes, nobody likes Gaz. <laughs> uh, and Lamoureux doesn't like Kaladin either, huh? That's, why, no, that's the he, purpose uh, of this visit. He doesn't feel that change is good in the bridge crews. He doesn't want them getting too uppity and figuring out that they're just there to die. <laughs> and that's He's the revelation nice that we get right here. here. Yeah, bridgemen exist for one purpose, Gaz, to protect the lives of more valuable men. Oh, Brutal. Yeah, that, that really feels like a brick getting dropped on your foot. I guess we as the reader kind of knew that already because of Dalinar and Sadius talking about their bridge methods, but... I don't think they ever said it this directly. Yeah, definitely not, because uh, Dalinar would have been upset with that nonsense. Lamoral literally says these people are supposed to die. Can you make that one over there? Stop it. He's too handsome. He's got to go. <laughs> so we, we see that guys really like does hate himself. That's probably why he's such a mean bastard. Cause he just like, he's pissed off at himself the whole time. Takes it out on uh, these poor bridgemen. Yeah. I feel like Sanderson's maybe throwing guys a bone here because up until this point, I had no affection for Gaz. Like, this guy's just utter scumbag, no respect, hate him. But this makes him more human, right? He's he's afraid of his own disability. He's afraid of these people. He doesn't actually want to murder people, but he's put in a place where he thinks he has to. So Yeah. You can pity Gaz, I think. I mean, yeah. I think every bad person has a reason to do the things that they do. You know, uh I don't pity Gaz at all just because he's been humanized a little more just because we know him a little better he put himself in these situations like he's in here he's in this situation because he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer but maybe he's like, a redeemable <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> yeah fuck you Gaz <laughs> maybe he's a redeemable piece of shit we'll see I doubt it so back to Cal. So Gaz, 
Uh, one more point for Gaz. He's kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Uh, he really wants to get Kaladin because, or get rid of Kaladin because that will keep Lamoriel happy and off his back. But he also kind of needs Kaladin because Kaladin is the only one that's helping him pay off these bribes oh. or pay off these debts by giving Gaz these bribes. What an idiot. So now we cut back to Cal. Back to our main show. We see at this point that they actually have like a mock bridge and they're doing like practice runs to try and get their technique more efficient, which is like insane considering where they were at just a week or two ago. I think it's been two weeks, right? Yes. Or roundabouts. So that just shows you how much these guys are improving and why Lamoril is probably so shook about it. And Lambert probably doesn't even know that they're like drilling and stuff like this. He just knows they're not dying as often as they're supposed to. I'm sure. Well, he saw them like doing it while Gaz was like watching it happen. They were like staring at it going down. Oh yeah. Okay. Lambert does not like that. So, and they, the bridge crew, uh, bridge floor has had kind of an easy, uh, easy run here for a little bit. They've only had two bridge runs and one of them, they got there too late for the gem heart to be contested, right? Or what they got there before the Parshendi and they got the gem heart, but there wasn't a fight either way. Um, and the, the other one, there was combat, but it was kind of light. They got light casualties, but even with this easy pace that they've gotten lately, Cal's watching the casualties build up and he knows that he can't keep this up. It's unsustainable. He's either going to run out of yeah, food or money or medicine but at some point, the wounded are going to overwhelm the healthy. Yeah, their guys are getting wounded at a faster rate than they're healing from their wounds. So, like we said before, with every extra wounded guy, that's some that's like less money going into the pot for the stew. He's kind of got a house of cards built here, and every wounded man is like pulling one card out, you know. It could all collapse any bridge run. Yeah, so he has to come up with a plan or at least some sort of idea that'll help them. Yeah, we get the side carry. And that's side carry. Side carry. I was so surprised. Whenever I had a shield, what if the bridge is a shield? Yeah. When I told you guys I was reading this, you guys were like, side carry, side carry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This this got me really excited. I don't know about you, but I I did not see the huge disaster coming from this. I was ready to like have success. <laughs> it does seem like such a badass idea, like when you look at it in a vacuum. Well, it fucking works too. Like it really works. For bridge four, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not for anybody else. Nah. Oh, it's painful when that happens. We'll talk about that later. Though. It is really painful. So we find out about uh, a little how Gaz puts crews together. Uh, he likes to put similar height people on bridges, uh, but not bridge four because who cares that they're the scraps. So yeah. there's a bunch of mismatched heighted people on this, on bridge four. Which makes it harder to carry the bridge because everybody's shoulders are at different heights and people end up carrying lopsided amounts of the load. I mean, I always think about Rock would basically be worthless, even though he's really strong. You like couldn't even have him under the bridge because he's seven friggin' feet tall. He'd have feet to like tall. bend over at the waist or some shit. Yeah. yeah, 
bend it, yeah, like knees bent the whole time, just doing a squat, like almost the entire run. Crouching. <laughs> and that's in sandals. It would be easier in side carry. Yeah. Well, that's what they end up doing, right? They they put some of the shorter people on one side and the taller on the mm-hmm. other so that they can do side carry properly. And everybody's like, why would I do this, Kaladin? He's like, shut up, just listen to me. God. You'll see. It's going to be great. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Not Gaz. So Gaz, Gaz is watching them practice from off on the side, and he's like also thinking that this is going to be great, but for a different reason. He's like, whatever these guys are doing, it's definitely going to get them all killed, and that's exactly what I need to happen. Yeah, he kind of like encourages he it. Doesn't says he? something nice. Yeah, yeah. He's uh-huh. like, wow, well, this seems William. like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which totally fucks him later because. Kaladin's like, Gaz told me I could. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately, this needs to happen so that Kaladin can be punished. Yeah. And and have a roof party during a storm. Meet the storm daddy. Storm daddy come down and says, what are you doing up there on that roof? Something vest. (laughs) It is sweet. Cut away from... (laughs) What the fuck was that? As we cut away from (laughs) Gaz's POV... Uh, we get him again thinking like he saw something out of his blind eye and him like being a little on edge again and paranoid. And that's the end of the chapter. Hmm. So darkness is something to pay attention to. Interesting. The unknown evil. We'll see. All right. Yeah. End of that chapter and on to chapter 31 beneath the skin. So this is a Kaladin flashback, but we're getting closer and closer to the present here. This is six years ago, so probably like right before the uh, Vengeance Pact started, right before Gavilar was assassinated, you know, that kind of era. Yeah. Uh, so we got Cal and Liren. They're sitting in the operating room. Cal is studying this folio of anatomical diagrams and surgical procedures and stuff. And Liren is just kind of over in the corner getting shit faced. Yeah. So like, it was kind of weird how just trashed he is right now. He's drinking that violet wine. Yeah. Everybody at Hearthstone hates them. Uh, I'd probably be drinking too. If you know, he spent his whole life building relationships in this community and here comes Rashon. uh, and ruins it for him. Besmirches his name. Just out of spite. Yeah. He basically just like hates this guy for being an upjumped dark eyes and like had daring to take money. Yeah. I mean, as much as you want to shit on Rashon, Liren did steal this money. <laughs> in my in my head, kid, and Liren <laughs> yeah. didn't steal it because I just want to hate Rashon that much. Like, uh, but yeah, so people have, Rashon has basically gotten everybody in the community to turn against him. Everybody in Hearthstone has stopped giving him money for like surgeries and stuff like that. They still bring people to him and Liren still fixes them, but he's not getting paid for it anymore. And he's, yeah. you know, getting like dirty looks in the street and people are making snide comments. So he's, he's upset about it. And they're he's kind getting, of getting poor. Oh, they're definitely, they're broke yeah. right now. Because they don't want... They don't want to touch the spheres that he stole. Yeah, yeah. called Kaladin's like they mentioned fun. that. Uh, they mentioned in this chapter, like they're walking around the house in their coats all the time because they don't have enough money to buy fuel for the fireplace. Oh, I think like Kaladin's mom is taking odd jobs, like scraping creme off the roof of houses and picking weeds and yeah. stuff. 
And that's uh, reinforces further that Liren wants to send Kaladin to Carbranth away from this shithole to get out of this podunk town, kind of, you know? Yeah, we actually get a pretty interesting quote here where Liren expresses his regret that he ever came back to Hearthstone. He says, when you get to Carbranth, stay there. His voice was slurred. Don't get sucked back into this tiny, backward, foolish town. Don't force your beautiful wife to live away from everyone else she's ever known or loved. So deep regret here on Liren's part. Interesting. Yeah, that's some heavy-ish right also, there. Also, a little backstory, I guess, for the wife, too, that she was something somewhere else, someone somewhere else. Yeah, from Carbranth, it seems like. Yeah, I don't think I picked up on that before. I always thought Laurel was from Hearthstone. Well, Laurel is the uh, Wistia's daughter that Cal Jade. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I thought Liren's wife. What's Kaladin's mom's name? Hasina. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I assumed Hasina was from Hearthstone. So I missed that. So um, Liren's drunk ramblings and the sketches in front of Cal make him remember a conversation that he had with Laurel, uh, who is Bright Lord Wistio's daughter. And it goes, once Laurel, ha- Laurel had told him that men weren't supposed to see beneath the skin, these folios with their pictures were part of what made everyone so mistrustful of Liren. Seeing beneath was like seeing beneath the clothing, only worse. Like seeing beneath the clothing is bad. That's your private stuff. You only perverts would look in there. If you're a doctor, you're a goddamn pervert. Now fix my son. <laughs> I mean, we see this today, right? With a mistrust in medicine when it's convenient. And then when people actually need it, like, of course, they're going to go to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, we have another reading common. here. Does somebody else want to take this? Oh, sure. This is, I believe, uh, a comment that, or this is a thought that Cal has in regards to how the townsfolk treat Rashon so much different than Wistiao. The townsfolk regarded Rashon with a confusing mixture of adoration and fear. In Cal's opinion, he didn't deserve either. Obviously, the man had been banished to Hearthstone because he was so bitter and flawed. He clearly didn't deserve to be among the real light eyes who fought for vengeance on the Shattered Plains. Could you imagine an 18-year-old Cal saying something like that? No. He would be like sharpening his spear and he's like, no one deserves to be here. (laughs) Definitely not because your eyes are light. This is true with most fantasy books, but it's hard to remember how young Cal is for most of this. When you said he's 18, I was like, wow, he's like like 12 in this scene, I think. So 18 in the uh, current timeline. Um, No, he's got to be like... 15 or something because he's old enough to get drafted, right? Because he gets sent to the army like pretty soon after. Oh, you're that. right, right. Yeah, they do say that he's 15 and a half in this scene. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because um, current day Kaladin's like 20, 21. Yeah, it definitely has no love for the light eyes anymore. So while he's in this kind of uh, inner monologue thinking about the nature of Lethy politics, I guess. <laughs> uh, some strange noises outside alert him and his father that somebody is trying to break into the surgery room. 
So they uh, look outside, and there's this guy in a shitty mask with a crowbar trying to pry the door open. Yeah, th- this didn't really like make sense to me, like why the guy was doing that. Like you could hear them talking inside, and you're like being a sneaky weirdo. I think he's drunk. But- well, it seemed like they hadn't talked in a while because Cal had been like thinking to himself through that whole like inner monologue sequence, I guess. So it must have been quiet for a while. Yeah. And Cal's still studying. And we even get this whole thing with TN. He finds like one of TN's rocks, one of TN's <clears throat> awesome, super cool rocks. So it's yeah, probably been a while. I forgot to mention that. Always thought those rocks were going to be a way bigger deal in this book. And then they never. They kind were. of are. Are they? Because it's like he like well, looks into them and he's like, wow, you could see that on the inside. There's a whole world or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. Throughout the rest of the series, though, when Calden likes these cool rocks, he thinks of Tien, and it's kind of like a... Hell, man, when aw. I see cool rocks, I think of Tien. <laughs> Damn. We Tien. also get this uh, little nugget of useful information in this sequence where uh, we learn that Tien can't stand the sight of blood, so Larian has set him up as a carpenter's apprentice in town. He's not very good at it, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, he's kind <laughs> he's, of a dummy. He's not very good at much. <laughs> he's a sweetheart though yeah so back to the attempted break-in uh this guy i kind of like imagine this as jonah hill from django with like <laughs> the shitty kkk yeah. mask yeah i can't see it's shit <laughs> just trying to pry open this door and Liren is just like what the fuck and he like throws open the door and he's like what are you doing out here did you think no one was home doesn't they there end up being a bunch this. of them? Yeah, there's a ton of them outside, and he uses the spheres to light them all up. Yeah, he comes yeah, out with like, a lantern. They're like, we're here for the spheres, Leary, and we know you stole them. I love how these guys are rednecks now. They are like officially <laughs> canon. They have southern accents in Hearthstone. <laughs> they are rednecks. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> so they're like, we're going to mess you guys up. We don't want there to be any violence. Just hand them over. So Liren is like, bet, and he uh, runs back inside and gets this giant goblet and dramatically rips the uh, cover off of it, and all the light pours out, and these guys in their stupid masks uh, end up looking pretty silly when you can see them in broad daylight. And we get this really awesome speech from Liren. Yeah, does it, do you want, you guys want to read that? Sure. Well, Liren said... You've threatened violence against me. Come, hit me, rob me. Do it now. I've lived amongst you my entire life. Do it knowing that I've healed your children. Come in, bleed one of your own. The men faded into the night without a word. They're like, (sighs) you made me feel bad. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot about that. Murder and stealing is bad, I guess, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess they're Laren not, turns like, around. Nice he's like, I tricked him. Yeah, seriously. Got him. And that's that's a pretty. He just like belches. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty heavy end to a chapter. I really like that monologue. Yeah, that's a uh, ten out of ten as far as these flashbacks go. That's about as good as they get. The way he yeah, just. It's also interesting because he's he's very brightly lit and. To Kaladin, he's like, wow, look at my father standing up for what's right, standing up for his family. Uh, he's not a dummy. 
and then we learn, you know, that he stole all of those spheres. So this image that Kaladin has of his father is kind of untrue. Yeah, absolutely. Lyrian on my reread is it? was, it's really hard how to take a lot of this stuff because you know he did it. On, on the first read, you're like, yeah, fuck Bright Lord Wistio. And you still feel like that, but... Lyrian he also is stole. like standing up for his family, even in stealing those fears, because he knows sure. that's his son's only chance at having a better life and not ending up as a soldier and all the ter- terrible, tragic shit that actually ended up happening to him later. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm not saying Lyrian's like a I mean, terrible a, person or anything. If I had a hundred thousand dollars in a jar, I'd I'd be like, yeah, this was given to me. Fuck off. <laughs> and they were even like planning to have Calden marry Laryl and then he would like inherit that money but Wistial just died out of nowhere dang stroke alright that's pretty much it huh uh, anything else we want to comment on before we wrap it up for today nope cool beans uh, I think maybe just my favorite favorite part of this was Gaz's eye and like what what that brings to the table you know cause it's a little different like oh what what is in the corner of this fucker's eye you know do you have any theories as to uh what's happening there uh it might my my theories now would probably come from things not in this book right okay but so you because you're reading uh words of radiance words of radiance right now yeah yeah all right well let's not talk about those or yeah. uh if you want to save it at the end we can give another spoiler warning nah, we it's fine a little bonus content let's do it all right everybody this is bonus stuff words of radiance if you if you haven't read Words of Radiance, then don't listen to this. Turn it off. Have a nice day. Read more books. All right, so Words of Radiance spoilers. So, Gas is alive. He's hanging out with Shalon. Yes. He seems actually kind of cool, but clearly troubled and, and has something going on. So, we know now about what's the, uh, what's the name of the bad guy, the, the bad god? Odium? Yes. Odium! Odium! So... Odium is creates his own spren from hate or or evil or or something like that. So Are it would make sense that void darkness no. But oh well but they did say that void bringers have their own spren. So kind of. It's not too big of a spoiler for me, anyways. But um to to me I would guess that Odium Spren would be maybe in that eye somewhere, that darkness, that evil. Uh, cool. That's a good guess. But, yeah. Okay. We'll see. I like it. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us for this bonus content for Words of Radiance. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. We're the Three Rivers Boys. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Three Rivers Boys with three spelled out. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us. Read more books. <laughs>